Okay, okay. Hey, this morning I have a very special young man with me. This guy's name is Kofi. Uh, he is a musician. He's from out of Ohio. Um, I can't say enough about him. But I'm going to let Kofi um, just tell us about himself. Uh, and, you know, as you guys know, we're about fathers and mentors giving a good word to encourage. So hopefully our short encounter, Mr. Kofi, has been encouraged. But Mr. Kofi, can you uh, introduce yourself for me? Sure. Yeah, my name is, like you said, Kofi Boache, and uh, I am originally from Akron, Ohio, um, born and raised in Akron, Ohio, and, you know, music has been a big passion of mine for a long time and has been a a thing that has really just changed my life. Um, Growing up in the inner city of Akron, Ohio, I had a choice between either doing music or, you know, potentially joining a gang um, in my third grade year um, of school. That was usually the time where a lot of the initiations into gangs and, and a lot of different types of illegal activity would happen because you know no one would take a third grader to be a person to really be involved in such activities. So um, you know I made a choice to pursue music and not go down that road, and I, I latched onto music heavy. You know, growing up also in a um, you know a situation where my mother was a custodial parent and um, really had to do a, a great deal of raising me and my two older brothers by herself. Uh, you know, I gravitated towards something and music was that saving grace for me. And so now I'm looking, you know, at the age of 22, um, having accomplished a lot of great things within my field of music and, you know, just very excited to see what's to come. Wow, that, that's fantastic. Now, uh, Kofi, how old are you? It's 22 years old. 22 years old. Tell us about um, some of the places that you've played and also the instrument that you play. Sure, yeah. I, well, I play the piano, and, um, you know, playing the piano has given me the opportunity to, you know, travel across the world, and I performed back in my middle school days with my uh, my choir. We did a, a show out there in, in Germany and Prague and the Czech Republic, um, all that, you know, that area, and then, you know, even as recently as now being in the showtime at the Apollo competition out there in New York, and, you know, just competing there, and, um, you know, now I'm about to go on my first, you know, multi-city tour. Um, so, I mean, you know, music has afforded so many opportunities to see a lot of great things. Wow. You know, that sounds fantastic. Hey, do me a favor. Let's let's get into a little bit about the overseas. Because I'm always interested to hear uh, people's experiences when they get a chance to travel overseas. What was that like for you just stepping off of that plane and realizing, hey, here I am in this new world yeah well you know keeping in mind i was about 12 years old at the time (laughs) so uh, my my international experience maybe wasn't as 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 vast as maybe others would be as an older person or as an adult Um, but you know i think the biggest thing that i could take away from it was just the difference in culture um you know we before we we even went out to you know germany we, we always got coached or or told you know to watch out for certain things, to be aware of certain things, to, you know, be sensitive to certain types of, um, you know, cultural differences that, you know, we have here in the U.S. And and so, you know, I think for me, I think one of the biggest things was that I noticed they had, like, public restrooms that you had to pay to use. I was like, wow, that's different, you know. (laughs) Oh, 
Oh wow! So Kofi, you played the piano, um, and you started at what age? I started at the age of eight years old. Eight years old. So I, I'm I'm interested. How how often do you uh, practice daily? Just your skill. Great question. I um <laughs> I, I wish I could say right now that I can practice all day every day, but um. You know, I think right now, because my work is a lot more on the business side of things, um, and I'm okay with that, but um, it's been kind of sporadic, I think, and I try to stick to a schedule and a regimen, and also, you know, I work with my musicians weekly, so um, my group and everything, so I would say maybe about three times a week, but growing up, I was I was practicing about, you know, eight hours a day, you know, that was my, my passion, I treated it like a like a, like a a job, you know, and, and it was something that um was rewarding so it never felt like work it just felt like a new opportunity to do what i love wow that, that's fantastic now just to uh put a little plug in here a lot of people are not familiar with um what i do personally i you know we have a website uh called a good word for today and that's uh, the number four www a good word the number four today.com all one word and um you know we have books we got products we got shirts all of that stuff we do workshops uh biblical coaching um how would you say just since us meeting for this short time before today that what we do our organization how that has encouraged you how has your organization encouraged me yes me myself yes Oh, how, how have you encouraged me? Um, I mean, I think that you're just a, a person that has a great deal of experience in life. And I think, you know, speaking to you, um, you know, the, the brief time that I did, one of the biggest things that I took away was that, you know, the importance of making sure that that's a relevant thing. And not only in my life, but in a lot of young people's lives and young young men's life. You know, we talked about that, about what is the role that, a you know, older, you know, more experienced or seasoned male should have in another young man's life and i think it's it's an integral role that that's super important but it, you know it's also about finding the way to actually approach it and make that you know make sense and um you know i think that you you've done a great job and you know so far from having talking to you about trying to you know find that middle ground find that balance and um i think it's suiting well for i'm sure many people that come across your your pathway and, and, and encounter you so i'm, I'm sure it's it's not only me saying great things about it. Well, you know, our job is, I, I just say, you know, really, I'm doing my part. And really, I, it's not about just, you know, doing podcasts like this or selling products. It's about changing lives. Sure. That's the thing. It's about changing lives. You have an incredible story. Um, you talked about Akron, Ohio, playing the piano. I want you to get into a little bit, as much as you want, about uh, your parents, um, and and also I want you to share with the audience what are some things that you desire or that you need again from older males or what younger males your age need because a lot of times you know old school may say well they don't need anything or they don't listen anyway. Get into that for us. Sure. Um, so, 
so to, I guess to speak on the first topic yeah, you asked about. Yeah, with my parents, you know, I, I believe that, you know, as I grow older, my respect and my appreciation for both of my parents has definitely, you know, changed and, and transformed and, and been a very beneficial thing for me, honestly. I mean, I think a lot of individuals will, you know, hear the story or, you know, see my documentary and, and think that it's, you know, incredibly um, unfortunate that I didn't grow up in a you know, household with two parents or um, consistently. And, and I think that's one mentality to see things as, but, you know, keep in mind, uh, I don't look at it as just two parents that raise a child, you know, it, it takes a village. So when I, when I look at my community and my family, my family is predominantly um, oriented around the power of a black woman, you know? So, I mean, most of my, my, my siblings, my cousins, um, we're all pretty much um, in single parent situations, whether it be the father being the, the custodial parent or the mother being the custodial parent. And um, in, most, in most situations, what I've witnessed is that it's, it's usually my aunts that are carrying the brunt of that, that, that you know, that raising a ch their child. And there's, there's nothing truly wrong with my upbringing no, no, <laughs> in my no. eyes. Not at all, not at all, but I'm glad you point this out. Um, and that's that's why I had asked earlier, and I pointed out earlier, myself um, encouraging you, because see, here's the thing, and I want you to hold that for a moment, but I say this to all men. It is so important for the male to be as much as he can in the child's life. I'm not talking about and I'm not getting into what happened between you and that the the other partner if they're blocking, but even if and I had told one man this, I said even if you don't do anything but write letters and when you get a chance to see that child, you give them the letter. The reason why I say that is because I believe this here and some people disagree with me. There was a reason that God created a male and a female, a mother and a father. Mothers have their gift, fathers have they, their gift, and it is so important for children to see that gift working together as the way God intended. Now, here's the thing. Because of a three-letter word called sin, we have all sorts of stuff in the family, and the Bible talks about that, uh, good families, bad families, bad parents, I could go on and on. But here's one of the things I do believe, and that is simply, if mom is holding it down, because I came from a single parent home also, my mother raised two boys by herself. If, God, if mom is holding it down, God will give her the grace and he will send mentors to help those boys grow up and to replace those things if dad is not there. Because none of us knows everything. That's why we need one another. What do you say about that? Well, I, I guess I, I agree, you know, to a certain extent. I mean, there's, there's, um, I mean, there's really nothing I can argue with that one. <laughs> you, you probably hit it right on the, right on the nail. Okay, well, go ahead and continue, man. Go ahead and continue. So you sure. talk about mom and pops, and go ahead. 
Um, speaking about my parents are saying, or well, no, where you left off at? I'm sorry, I know I cut you off, but go ahead, man. I, um, let's see where I left off at. I mean, I think, I think above all else, all I was getting at was that you know, being in a single parent household was was a blessing in disguise, and um, I think my mother did a really great job of, um, you know with the cards that she was dealt with providing a amazing childhood and an amazing upbringing and you know she's provided now three well-rounded young black men in, in america which i think is uh should get an award honestly but Shout uh, out to mom. You know, that's good <laughs> yeah so you know i think that that has uh truly been an influence in my life of course naturally and you know, what was the second portion of your question? Okay, I'll, I'll say that again about what uh, young men your age need from older guys. Yeah, um, okay, speaking of going back to that village um, that I was mentioning, you know, it, it is more than two parents that, is, that are needed to, uh, I think, truly and effectively um, raise a person, you know, to be a, 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 a impactful individual in the society that we live in. I think there's so many other factors and and um, so for me, you know, I've always tried to surround myself around older individuals um, naturally. That's just what I've, I've been gravitating towards. And I've, since I was a teenager, I was always working with 30 to 40 year olds. I've never um, had I've never really worked directly with my peers growing up and not just like my peers, but my peers are brilliant. It's just that, um, you know, adults have a, a different level of responsibility, which leads to a different level of attention, you know. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think that it's been very integral for myself to have that that male role model and, and the, I think just moving forward and speaking to just males in general or you know what that influence should be it should be an organic relationship and it, it is something that cannot be forced um, it's something that you cannot foster through um, <laughs> financial um, gifts or True. you know whatever you're trying to do to, to fast track something it cannot be done that way it has to truly be done by just you know, letting things, you know, letting things happen organically and, and letting things happen slowly. I, I always say the best meals are cooked slow. So, okay. you know, in regards to a relationship or, or building the character of a young man in the world that we live in, it takes a great deal of patience and it takes a great deal of understanding as well. And not necessarily casting your opinion or your direct judgment onto someone based off of us, you know, something that you hear or, you know, you have to lend an open ear. And I think that's what people my age would want right now. Instead of being told, uh, y'all young dudes just be doing this. You know, you hear that narrative so much. And, you know, at that point, when somebody hears that my age, you're, you're just going to be talking to a brick wall because they're not listening, you know, they're not, re they're not receiving that. So, you know, what you're doing to connect to someone is just as important as the words that you're trying to actually say wow wow that, that that speaks volumes to me man thank you thank you so much for saying that because i know myself personally and a lot of men just being overzealous we could be pushing you away when we don't mean to do that yeah and um so you know i one of the things i would say to you and even other young men your age is uh, be patient with the older guys and also, you know, learn just how to gently say, you know, hey, you know, bro, I appreciate what you're saying. I appreciate what you're doing, but uh, I, I need time to just I want to do this on my own. 
you know, if it, if it takes that, you know, that's okay. Um, because again, that that helps us. And hey, if you if you need me, and I have an older son, um, where it's like, hey, I, I've learned this here. If you need me, son, I just want you to know I'm gonna be here. It's okay to make mistakes, um, but I'm here for you. And that's the best I, I know to do. Am I on track with that, or am I wrong? I think you're you're 100% right. I mean, I, I think if everybody does their part and follows suit and, and does whatever is best for that individual that they're trying to connect with, um, I think we'll be in a much better position moving forward. Wow. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Yeah. Um, I have said my, to myself, because all of my kids are on their own, but I've said to myself, the best thing I can do for my children, the young folks, is to be the best person I can be and just to keep living my life. You know, yeah. my life is not over. I'm not going to go sit on the porch and rock in the rocking chair. But, uh, you know, keep doing things like this, for example, so other people can hear and it'll help change their lives. Sure. That, that's yeah. my thing. I want to help change lives so when my voice is no longer heard it'll be heard through other venues after I'm already in the ground sure that's 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 true impact right there that's what I'm aiming for too even in what I'm doing you know just making sure that you can leave a mark that others can follow I always say that you know try to provide a better paved path of progression for other people to follow you know that's my 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 alliteration or whatever you want to say but you know that's that's, that's what I do so absolutely well I tell you uh, from what I've heard and you guys can check out his stuff um, he's on YouTube um, you're doing that Kofi um, we're going to end pretty soon but I want to give you the opportunity right now tell people how they can reach out to you how they can support you um, and learn more about you all of that stuff Sure, yeah. I mean, stay up to date with me on my social media platforms. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, you know, all that stuff, Twitter, uh, TikTok, <laughs> at Kofi B Music, um, K-O-F-I-B Music, all one word. And um, hopefully um, you can find some entertainment on there, find some impact on there. I mean, I, I try to, um, I'm a storyteller. I'm a musician, but I'm also a storyteller. I'm, I'm a very big um, I'm a very big advocate of making sure that you know there is a a meaning behind the music that I do and also the the productions I create and um, you know moving forward I hope to do nothing more than just you know build upon the the great things that have happened so far. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, Kofi, um, as you said, you're a storyteller. I hope that you and I can work together where you can tell this story of what we do fathers and mentors and we can talk more about that but um, I would love for you when you're on stage or if we're somewhere together to tell our story what we do about changing lives restoring biblical fathers into the world just through your music yeah I would love that I would love that so, man, I'm going to end here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Now, one final question. One final question. You, you're 22 okay. years old, correct? Yes. 
Okay. What would the... Tell me, what would the uh, 22-year-old Kofi say to the 12-year-old Kofi today if he could go back in time and talk to him? Um, wow. If you talked about the gangs and all of their challenges and all of that stuff, what would he say to him? He's looking at him in the face right now. What would he say to him? Um, knowing what I know now about what that 12-year-old is capable of or was capable of, I would tell him to to feel your way through things. That's what I would say. I would I would say, you know, you're not going to know what you're doing, <laughs> but you're going to feel that you know that you're doing, you know what you're doing. And um, if you feel that what you're doing is the right thing to do in that moment, do it. And if you don't feel it's the right thing to do, then don't do it. And I think that um, that ideology has gotten that 12-year-old, you know, to now being 22 now, um, to the position of, you know, following your gut. And, you know, I think that is the most succinct thing I could tell any person um, in general. I mean, you, I mean, speaking to any young person is follow your gut. There's there's so many times that I've been told from people. I remember being 12 years old and still getting conversations from these adults that I work with telling me that I was dreaming too high, that I would never, you know, play for an, play with an orchestra. I would never uh, I would never be able to tour. I should consider being an engineer because most black men are I, was, I, got, I got told these things dream killers and, uh, yeah i mean and I, but you know what I, I i would call them dream killers but i i really just don't think they had big enough eyes to really see what i saw and, and so they, they i don't think they were trying to kill my dream but they just uh they just needed a better prescription i think that's what i look at it as Okay. A better yeah. Okay. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't see the vision clearly, so they just needed. They just needed a better optometrist. But you know, other than that. <laughs> so we, what made you see the vision clearly then? If they weren't seeing it clearly. Um, I never listened to them. That's what made it clear. Okay. And, and again, okay. it went back to to following my my gut, you know, mm. and and you know, I, and I think growing up, I've always had a slight conflict. Because I am an African, my my father's born in Ghana, and uh-huh. you know his his lineage. My grandfather was a chief. You know they came from royal you know backgrounds, and so you know. But then I was you know literally born in Ohio in the U.S. Okay. But intrinsically or inside of me, I still feel like there is a value that is not necessarily correlated with the harsh realities that we get taught in school about the plight of black America. And so for me, I've never looked at um, myself as someone that could be stopped, you know? And, and I, I say that in a way to where I just, I never felt like someone else's opinion about me could deter the goal that I had for myself, you know? So even growing up, even though I got bullied all the time because I played piano and, and kids my age did not play a piano. And then growing up in the inner city, you know, uh, more than anything, if you think about it, a piano is is a is a symbolic instrument. Most people that grew up in the inner city, they probably play the violin or a trumpet or something that's mobile. Because a lot of my peers would be moving from house to house, home to home. Right. So you know they would never be in a stable situation. But a piano is something you can't just move easily. You know, so right. that that in and of itself gives this um, idea. And I would speak to my mentor about this growing up a lot about how there's a perception about your 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 situation being financially stable or being just just 
more stable because of the instrument that you play. So, you know, even if you are talking to other musicians or other people, um, they're still not receiving um, you as one of them because you're, you're, you're in a better position than I am. You don't understand. Even though we live on the same street, wow. go to the same school. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand, though, because they don't, they don't, they don't want to see the, sim- the similarities. They just want to try to um, define the differences. And I think that's been a, a, a overarching theme in my life. But at the same time, that that dedication to knowing that whatever I said I'm going to do, I'm going to do it, that has been a, a contributing factor to why I think, you know, a lot of things have happened for me right now. Wow. Man, that's some, that's some deep stuff. That's some, that's some knowledge. Hey, yeah. hey all right, look, I'm, we're going to have to end right here. I'm going to talk to you a few minutes after we get off. But um, thank you. Thank you for uh, hitting me back so this we can make this happen. Sure, man. I'm glad I could do it. All right. So, um, guys, this is Kofi. Uh, you know how to reach him. Show him some love. That's all I have to say.